Hi everyone, Vegas Film Critic here, Jeffrey Garrett, here to review Despicable Me 3, The Minions Are Back. Yes, they are, and so was Gru. So are a lot of characters. There's <laughs> a lot going on in this movie. I've never been a Minions fan. Do I have an action figure on here from the last one? Somewhere around here, I went to McDonald's, which, by the way, I went to McDonald's this morning. There's a ton of Minions for sale there, too. Uh, you know, I've never been a fan of this series. I don't know why. And I came late to the party. You know, I saw the first one only when I saw the second one last year or a couple of years ago. And I don't know, just the appeal. I don't get it. I know it's they made $500 million trillion all over the world. Huge following. It's a great... Oh my gosh, hold on a second. I just saw the Minion cereal over there because I was going to do a cereal taste test. I bought this like a month ago and I just saw it sitting on my shelf over there. So check out my YouTube channel for the Minions uh, taste test. Anyway, get back to the review. So I wasn't a fan of the Minions to begin with, you know what, but I just think they look spectacular. I love the special effects, I love the gadgets, I love all of that. But something really, and this one really cemented my opinion on it, I didn't understand what they're doing with Gru. Gru seems to be like the ultimate supervillain, okay, and, but they changed him. You know, in the last movie he became a secret agent, you know, for the, the government or whatever it's called, the agency. And in this movie he's also, and also became a family man. So the, they took Gru, who looks like he could just be this ultimate foe, and, you know, they needed something They needed something to counterbalance him with. Now, in this movie, they have, of course, Brat, which is an 80s supervillain. Uh, he was a, a voiced by Trey Parker from uh, from South Park. And what Brat is, he was a TV star. And, of course, when he went through puberty, as a, you know, as a child actor, when he went through puberty, they uh, tossed him off television, okay? And he became a real-life supervillain. So he's recreating all his famous episodes as a child, and he's taking him out on mankind, and he's destroying cities and doing all these things. And, of course, Gru has to be there to stop him. Now, Gru doesn't do this alone. He meets his long-lost twin brother, who wants to carry on the family tradition of being supervillains. I mean, you have this kind of like hall of family portraits and statues about each family member in Gru's family and what they did in the past. So, you know, but here, Gru's gone straight. He's a family man. He's working, you know, for the government. So, it just doesn't make any sense to me why you would take a character like that and just toss him aside. He's always going to be a villain, right? Ready to be villains together? No, I left that life behind me. Just one heist. And also making him a family man. You have these annoying children in the whole movie that are being towed around everywhere. And also, if you thought Gru was annoying, now his brother's there, so you hear that annoying voice twice as long. And there's like four or five plot lines going on in this movie. You've got the 80s supervillain, voiced by Trey Parker. You've got Gru and his brother. You've got this little girl who wants to find a unicorn. You've got uh, you've just got all these storylines that just, just pull you in so many different directions. Now, we know that since in the movie they were twins, they got split up. The mother took Gru and, and the father took the... Oh my gosh, I'm going blank on his name. And you thought there'd be this whole family dynamic and find out what happened, but they didn't. They didn't do anything with the brothers other than them arguing about going back into the family business. Now, Trey Parker was awesome, okay? I think Brat was the best character. Every time he was on screen, he embodied everything of the 1980s. He did breakdancing, he did all the jokes, everything, his clothing, his mullet haircut. I really enjoyed watching Trey Parker's character like that. But I'm just trying to tell you, it wasn't enough because my audience was bored. I was bored. The kids didn't laugh. I don't remember laughing, not even once. I just remember saying to myself, why, why isn't there any more excitement in this film? I really don't understand what's going on. I was bored to tears. I really was. And I hate saying that. And also, the Minions were kind of funny. They went to prison, so they're all doing their whole, you know, uh, West Side Story thing, all in their outfits and stuff like that. But there wasn't enough Minions in it. It really wasn't. This movie was pulled in five or six directions. Is it going to make a lot of money? Of course. It's got a built-in family audience. Kids are going to go see it no matter what. It's just there's not much there for the adults. It's just kind of boring.
I think I'm gonna have more fun tasting this cereal than watching uh, Despicable Me 3 too. But that'll be a different video, so check my YouTube channel over the next couple of days. Alright, for more reviews and interviews, just surf on over to my website. Surf on over to my website at VegasFilmCritic.com. Check me out on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, what's the last one? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. How can I forget that one? Also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. I would love to have you as a subscriber. Also, share, thumbs up, and comment below. That's what it was. What did you think of Despicable Me 3? I bet this cereal tastes a lot better than that movie did. This will go down a lot easier. I'm Jeffrey Garrett in Las Vegas where, whew, it's hot. I'll see you next time.